I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And get turned on and juicy with us. Welcome back, loves. It's another week in the Yoniverse. It is. And this is not just any week, but a particularly exciting week, I take it, for some of our listeners. It's Cuck Week. Cuck Week. It's Cuck Week. Part two. 2023. <laughs> yes, we have arrived. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna get into that because I would wager that there are a few folks who are like, what? <laughs> what is what a cuck week? What? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to dial it back just a little bit. But for those of you who know what cuck week is, uh, this is going to be the week of the 23rd running the entire week. A lot of our amazing friends who produce podcasts and blogs and, uh, you know, content surrounding cuckolding are going to be active in a couple of different spaces, one of them being the Moan app, which we have mentioned here on the Flaming Yoni multiple times. And it is an incredible audio chat that is all about talking about sex and so they literally have on their page an entire scroll of cuck week combos um and so the day that this episode drops which will be wednesday january 25th 25th yeah we will have a companion chat hosted by anya and myself about what we're going to be talking about in this very episode which is cuck sitting and tribal cuckolding so download the moan app iphone or android Make yourself a profile and join us so we can keep the conversation going about this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just so you understand, too, the Moan app is not just good for Cuck Week. We love to hop on there and host chats a couple weeks ago. We did one about pussy gazing to accompany our pussy passion episode that came out. And we anticipate that there will be a lot more conversations that we'd like to have on that app for all of you, as well as anybody else who's out there listening. So um, yeah, it is the second annual Cuck Week. And this time around, we are really interested in talking about something that could be really unfamiliar, even if you do know what cuckolding Mm. is, you know. Miss Scarlett mentioned we're going to be talking about cuck sitting and tribal cuckolding. And we actually had somebody comment today on Twitter when I was teasing up that we're recording this episode tonight. Somebody commented like, those sound like made up words. What are those? (laughs) Um, And we were like, well, maybe they are made up, but they're made up by us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that is what matters most, right? I mean, we, we here at the Flaming Yoni really like releasing new concepts into the ethos seeing what the community and what you the listener do with this and i will say though we did not invent cuck sitting cuck sitting has been around yeah yeah but we did kind of make it our own so to to back up a little bit we got some definitions to drop yeah we definitely do and i know we are going to be putting out a tfy dictionary of sorts very mm-hmm. soon. I know we use a lot of language here that you may be like, huh? So we're going to dive deeper into a lot of the things we say. But cuckolding, my definition for it is it is a style of non-monogamy it is, that is female-centric and that expresses in the male in the couple, uh, if it, we're talking about a heterosexual couple here, 
being fully supportive of the woman in the couple expressing her sexual empowerment and liberation while she then reciprocally involves him in that passionate pursuit. And it is a mutual uh, and beautiful energetic exchange between the two of them. That's my definition for cuckolding. Obviously, we're only talking about heterosexual cuckolding here, which is not very inclusive, although it is the norm. There are, you know, uh, gay cuckolding couples. Uh, you know, there are cuckolding couples cut that have cut queens. There are women who identify as cuckolds. There is a whole beautiful spectrum here. Um, but, you know, we're really mainly going to be talking about um, heteronormative cuckolding for this episode because... That's what we have the most experience in and are most qualified to speak on. Um, now, with that being said, I do not identify as a cuckoldress. And you can listen back to episode two of this show, to mm-hmm. the Queen Cobra episode, which is much more <laughs> aligned with what I know Anya and I both, uh, you know, feel resonant with. However, cuckolding for me is, is a relationship dynamic that I still have a lot of passion for. And I still actually have a, a great deal of um, effort and energy that I'd like to share. I'd like to yes. talk more about it. And I think this is an opportunity for us to do that. Is there anything you wanted to add to that definition, babe? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, you put the caveat on that we're talking mostly about heteronormative cuckolding here. And of course, we don't mean that to alienate any of our listeners. It's just, as Scarlett said, the the container that we both um, have some have some experience with, and particularly with what we're going to be talking about today, with both cuck sitting and tribal cuckolding. I to a to a person, I believe every person we've been involved with has been part of a heteronormative dynamic in cuckolding. So I think too, we're not, you know, here to pull apart the dynamic of cuckolding, but Mm -hmm. the way that you described it, I think is how we both would consider the highest expression of, of what we think cuckolding to be in our eyes, you know, as with any lifestyle dynamic, any kink dynamic, any of the ways in which you identify, there are complexities and there are aspects to dynamics that can be difficult. Um, Today, that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss this fun side that is, you know, honestly, for two women who are not cuckold dress identified, it's it's a way that we are still adjacent to the cuckolding community that we really have learned to enjoy. So... I think that's about all I would add. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, um, you know, we go through experiences in life that really prompt a deeper relationship within ourselves and aspects inside of ourselves that we did not know were there. And Mm -hmm. for, for me, through my own experience with cuckolding and also through engaging with and interacting with the incredible people who lead out this dynamic, I have encountered, had had a really serious encounter with this beautiful aspect of myself that can create energetic containers for men with mm-hmm. these desires specifically um, that just, oh, 
that doing that has lit me up in a way that I never would have expected. But as I can look back at my life, there are like definitely little breadcrumbs in, which were indicative of, um, you know, just a broader pattern here. Like I have mm-hmm. always understood that masculinity has many facets. I have mm-hmm. always understood that like when people are expressing, um, uh, you know, anything about themselves that kind of runs counter to the norm that I am drawn to those people, like a moth to the flame. Um, and so when we talk about men with these desires, which cuckolding desires, by the way, do not look one way. They are as unique as the people who have them. They run the gambit from, you know, emotion, emotional masochism to like, you know, DNS dynamics to voyeurism to, all of these very different expressions that meld together into this beautiful pot of desire, right? That's within mm-hmm. these, these gentlemen. And I think that's what fascinates me so much about these men is like, there are all of these different contributing factors to their desire. And I like to like dig deep into that. And I know you do too. And we'll talk a little bit more about how we actually do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's kind of at the core of what's prompted me to, despite not being in this relationship dynamic any longer, to still keep this part of myself that is so drawn to that alive, even though I am not currently seeking out that relationship dynamic or any relationship dynamic <laughs> at this time. Yeah. I think what you were touching on there is also really alive for me, which is I never knew that there was an aspect of myself that would enjoy playing with dominance. Mm. And I think that what we're talking about here for me has been an entry point into my relationship with that aspect of my feminine expression of Mm. dominance. Mm. And so that is one of the reasons that I've grown to feel so you know, warm toward this dynamic is because there are so many expressions that are welcome at this table of cuckolding and you get to interplay with non-normative dynamics, both on the masculine and feminine side. Yes. Not all cuckolding dynamics, even in this heteronormative space, are dominant by the female like they're mm-hmm. not dominated by the female. Not everybody's mm-hmm. in a female-led relationship. Not everybody is in that type of expression. But there are a lot that are. And when you have an opportunity to kind of play around in this dynamic, you start to see aspects of yourself maybe that you haven't seen before. And so even with what we're talking about today with cuck-sitting and tribal cuckolding, I I find an aspect of myself, again, I'm going to reference the Queen Cobra episode that we put out where we were talking about that lingo and the parts of ourselves that we had tapped into in our own sexual expressions over the last number of years. So much of that arises for me in this particular interplay. And so as you were talking about that, that was really kind of coming up for me, which is if I hadn't had exposure to this community, I don't know if I would have realized this dormant desire in myself to show up in some of my more dominant feminine qualities. And so 
that's that's something that's been really alive for me in this exploration. Yeah, I mean, same, 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 same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 150%. And, you know, when we think about cuck-sitting, which we'll kind of dive into what what this is for us and how we've experienced it both together and separately, um, really at the core of it is sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have talked about our intentional community, slut sisters, that we have been painstakingly building, we still are. Um, and when we extended sisterhood to other women, many of the other women we initially extended sisterhood to and, and who came into sisterhood with us are women in this relationship dynamic, right? And that just feels natural, right? Because in its highest expression, cuckolding relationships do have the capacity to prompt this deep inner exploration for women in which their own liberation and their own sexual empowerment, they can step into their power. So it felt so natural to us that these are women that like we bonded in sisterhood from having this experience. And these women are exceptional. They are so, I mean, they make me better inspirational brilliant i mean they are really pursuing their best and highest and bringing that into the connections that we have with them Mm -hmm. and we just adore them and cannot get enough of them but what you're seeing when you interact with that woman is not just her just like i talked about in mistress k's episode i'm seeing the result of a woman who's been deeply loved and cherished and encouraged Mm -hmm. to pursue this right by Mm -hmm. her incredibly loving partner who gets this beautiful reciprocal uh benefit from it right and Mm -hmm. so you know you're not you're and it's in the spirit of that that cuck sitting kind of came into our awareness Mm -hmm. um and i mean i don't it's hard for me to even say like where it originated for me because like I can't exactly say, but it came into my awareness that like cuck sitting was a thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's something that fascinates me because it, it hits on a couple of chords. First of all, I get to play in the sandbox of a, of a, of a couple, right. Which is always incredibly fun. And we Mm -hmm. talked about in the queen Cobra episode, how some women do that as unicorns. We get to do it in a completely new way. Yeah. And I get to see the beautiful intimacy almost in a in an adjacent way to the men who step into these couples as quote unquote bulls. Yeah. Like we almost have that same kind of vantage where we're able to really witness them in all of their authenticity and see the beautiful connection that they have. And that just really drew me in. Yeah. I think I could be wrong about this, so I don't want to speak for you or put words in your mouth, but we may have been introduced to the concept of cuck sitting by the same person. And we do have some beautiful mutual friends that in their partnership, she has become very skilled Mm. at involving other people in their dynamic, regardless of whether she's out on a date and she wants to incorporate other women into giving her beloved um, a hard time while she's out. Um, There was a time that I know that you were beckoned to 
provide service in a particular way. I'll let you give that, mm-hmm. <laughs> give that story if you'd like, um, while, you know, while at an event. And I've had the opportunity to just really engage with this couple on a number of occasions that have been really meaningful. So I think we'll talk about that. But what, what I'm highlighting here is that is part of the sisterhood aspect, right? Like right. she wants to involve other women in her dynamic, not just for herself. This is not an outsourcing by her of her quote unquote responsibilities right. in her relationship. This is how she's tending to mm. his needs. And he loves it. <laughs> and it is something that makes him feel very cared for and very attended to by her bringing other people in to be a bit of a proxy for her when she's not able to be present or even just to amplify what he really enjoys, which is anxiety and angst and, you know, the kind of humiliation aspects that being put on display in front of other women, not his beloved, kind of brings Mm. him to feel. Mm -hmm. And so that aspect of sisterhood has been really, really interesting and really unexpected for me, but it's also very welcome. Oh, that was beautiful, the way that you just described it. And yes, I have experienced all of that in my experience, cuck-sitting. And also what I love about this notion of of cuck-sitting, and we'll get further into this in the notion of tribal cuckolding, you know, and I've spoken about this on many occasions, but cuckolding has exploded in popularity in recent years. I have my theories about why that is. I will save that for later. But what I will say is that this explosion of demand has had to be met with some supply, right? And what, what, you know, I think the masses want is like content about cuckolding, right? They Mm -hmm. want like porn or erotica or, you know, captions, memes, all this stuff. And what I think an effect of that has been is the kind of flattening of the character or concept of a man with cuckolding desires, the flattening of a cuck, that he's this kind of character that Ugh. is totally and completely monogamous, only has eyes for his goddess, you know, couldn't, you know, like that he's just this being that is kind of like, like I said, flat and one dimensional and like, mm-hmm. and I do believe that a lot, like for for men with these desires who have had the beautiful experience of, you know, having that with a, a wife or a, a girlfriend or another partner, um, they are completely devoted to her pleasure if they're pursuing this in the highest expression. However, they're still human beings, and many sure. of, like they're still men. And in my experience, you know, men with these desires actually have a very high libido. Far yes. from like incredibly high, <laughs> incredibly high, far from the notion of like this, like emasculated, like, you know, non-sexual being, they are incredibly right. complex sexual beings. Yes. And so the notion that like, and that he can't enjoy the, the, you know, attention of another woman given to him with the permission of his goddess to serve, you know, mm-hmm. the bond and connection that they have. I love it because I think it really humanizes men with these desires yeah. in a way that a lot of the content out there just doesn't. Yeah. 
No, I think that's really important. There is always a enormous gap between what we are fed in quote unquote mainstream Mm -hmm. or in pornography, which I'm not here to dog on porn at all. I, Mm -mm. you know, that's, that's not my goal, but I do think that it creates a skewed vision or viewpoint of what a particular dynamic is because of what's out there. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It creates one dimensional beings. I don't know (laughs) for any of you parents out there uh, that have children who have gone to school and they come home with this like paper doll one day called flat Stanley that they have to like take with them all over the country and take pictures. That's not what cuckolds are. They are not flat one dimensional beings. And I really love that you bring that up because it's complex as with anything is as with any desire, as with any kink, as with any fetish, whatever we're talking about, there is not just that one dimension to it. So super important. Yeah. And we got a question submitted from a wonderful friend and she asked, how well do we need to know the particular gentleman if if we've been asked to cuck sit by his cuckold dress? And, you know, I personally, I believe that cuckolding is a mental and emotional kink primarily. Mm-hmm. And so I do need to have not only a level of like trust with you and the capacity to be vulnerable with you myself, but I also need to know a little bit about what makes you tick. I also need to have a little bit of insight into that because that's what I use as the cuck sitter to heighten the arousal and the experience. And so I have only cuck sitted for, um, couples in which I I know them pretty well I have a good bond with them because this is a power exchange dynamic we're talking about and it can get very intense and I need to know that we've done sufficient you know negotiation uh you know talk about consent prior to going into this even if I'm just you know on FaceTime you know humiliating your husband that still can be very intense. And right. so, yeah, they're, they're, this is not something we have done for random couples or men that have hit us. I, like, no, this is something no. we've done with cherished friends and specifically as, as an act of sisterhood to our yeah. sisters. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Which brings me to a funny story about a time that Scarlett and I were sitting together because I believe she had had the opportunity to interact with the male part of this couple a little bit more than I had. We also, just to be very clear, have very different styles. I'm sure that's shocking based (laughs) on how you hear us come across in the show and all of that. But what we have decided is that when we are cuck sitting together, we have a little bit of a hammer and feather approach. She is the feather. I am the hammer. (laughs) If it wasn't clear before, yes, I'm the feather. I'm the soft touch. I do enjoy my dominant side very much, but the way I employ it is a little bit different. And we had agreed to cuxit for this couple that we have gotten to be friends with. And I think that Scarlett had had an opportunity to know this man a little bit more than I had. They'd had a little more interplay over messaging and things like that. So I come into our room at this event and she had been cuck sitting him for a while. And she was like, bitch, it is your turn. <laughs> you take this man. Ready to hand him over. I'm handing off duties. <laughs> so I take him over 
And I just like, I'm starting to get ready. And I tell him like, you can sit on the toilet and we're like talking. I'm getting to know him. I'm like asking him a lot of questions and I am just having a conversation. I'm really looking to like know him, know his heart, understand what makes him tick. I'm doing my due diligence, right? (laughs) And Scarlett comes over to my bathroom and she is like, what the fuck is happening here? Why is he sitting on the toilet and not on his fucking knees, <laughs> cleaning your shoes, putting on your makeup? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and it was so funny. He was like, Oh, I mean, I would. I would do any of that. I know. I was like, his oh, we were just having a con. We're just building trust here. You're That's asking open ended questions. You're providing. Ref- I'm like, This is not a therapy session. We are cuck sitting this cuck. He needs to be on the floor like a good boy. Like, it's so hilarious. And so for those of you who don't know, too, yeah, like, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, you're pretty, I feel like, well-spoken about the psyche of men, particularly men who enjoy humiliation. Not all cucks enjoy humiliation. Also, I really want to put that out there because that's also a flat tome of men who enjoy cuckolding. Not all men enjoy humiliation or not all cuckolds enjoy humiliation or want to be, you know, emasculated or anything like that. But when you know somebody and that's something that they enjoy, so... I'll lob it over The ones that do are my favorites. I'll just say that. Because I have learned that erotic humiliation is an arena that lights me up and turns me on so incredibly hot. I, I love doling out erotic humiliation. It's incredibly sexy for me. And... It is like for me, I have received this whole person and I I like to visualize like his energy, his delicious, delicious cuck energy as like putty in my hands. I can mold and shape and form him in whatever way that I want. It, it is... So just, just through the power of my tongue and my throat and my words, Mm. I can bring this man into a space of submission, of contentment, of angst, of heightened eroticism, of arousal. And it is like the most fun thing you can imagine to play with because my experience with a lot of men has been that they are very reserved. They don't Mm. hand over vulnerabilities very frequently they don't hand over feelings and so the beautiful thing about men with these desires who show up and have the capacity to show up and I'm thinking about the particular person that I'm about to talk about Mm. that can show up in their full authenticity and say this is me this is who I am in this space and in this time and this is my wife and this is who she is in this space and we are both in our full authentic selves. Oh, there is nothing more attractive to me than that. And I guess I'll dive into like how this is in practice for me. And I mean, this is kind of an interesting story. There's a lot of moving pieces. I hope I can uh, tell it well. So I have a couple, uh, I have a friend, I'm friends with both uh, of the couple and they are just the most pleasant, funny, engaging 
hilarious people. <laughs> I see. They are so amazing. They are the tits. I know. Yeah, literally <laughs> the shit. Like, I love these folks. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting them a, a, a couple years back. So yeah. our, our friendship, you know, spans Yeah, you have known now. them longer than I have. Yeah. And um, I this couple has the same quality that I talked about with Mistress K where like they seem like one person in a really beautiful way. And so engaging mm-hmm. with them is just so easy. It's incredibly easy. And yeah. we laugh together and we relate on all sorts of things, not just cuckolding. However, when we are in the spaces we are in together, you know, she is cuckolding him and it is beautiful. And um, we went to an event together and I just wanted to be around them all the time because they're so fucking magnetic. And um, I ha- I traveled to the event with a lover of mine, a-, a very close lover who just so happens to be the wife's, one of the wife's bulls. So I'm there with him. We're engaging with them. And we were in their room and play started to unfold between the wife and my lover and actually another gentleman who was there, very, very hot. And I just I just kind of slowly positioned myself around the husband. He was sitting on the floor, and I wrapped my thighs around his neck. <laughs> and I took my I have very long, very sharp nails, for those of you who don't know. And I took my nails and I just kind of started digging into his head. And I leaned over. And I just started whispering. And I think the first thing I said to him was, tell me what you are seeing right now. And he responded back, you know, I'm seeing my goddess in her pleasure and she deserves this. And I, oh, when she, when he said she deserves this, it, it's like a, an energy that comes over me. And what I know he is wanting to hear and craving to hear is how she deserves so much more than yeah. him or any one person can give her. And just the joy coming out of his of his mouth as I am just really digging in. <laughs> yeah. As a humiliatrix, like really digging in. Verbally to, and with your nails. Uh, verbally and with my nails. I am in his ear taking him to places he probably never dreamed of going. I am just going in. And I am watching as he's watching and we're both witnessing this and I'm witnessing my lover and, uh, you know, his wife and, and the energy that they're creating. And she didn't have to check in with him and she could just be in her rapture in that moment mm-hmm. because she knew because of our sisterhood and our bond that I was doing a service for her and for her husband. And Oh, when I tell you, that is so good. Later on in the in the night, you know, me and the wife were just kind of laying on the bed, just chit-chatting, and um, the husband was on the floor, and I just kind of, you know, rested my heels on his head. He was mm-hmm. just my footstool for that moment. And she came over, she said, hey, make some room over there. <laughs> she came <laughs> and rested her feet on his head. And we've just continued our conversation as if it was nothing. And it's it's collaborating with other women. Like, obviously, look at our show. Like, collaborating with other women is the yeah. best way that I like to collaborate. Yeah. And so, especially, like, collaborating in this, in, like, 
this container of energy that this couple is creating because this is how they like to express. It was like so beautiful. There was a point, um, <laughs> there was a point in which um, the husband was like going to go down the hall to get something. And I said to him, Hey, go grab a bowl while you're out there. <laughs> how long do you think it took him to come back with a really sexy guy for us to play with? 90 seconds. Exactly that. <laughs> I was shocked. I know this man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. And like, you know, I, I was actually texting with this gentleman today and I I asked him to kind of, obviously I asked him for consent to share some of these things. And I, also I was hoping you him, were going to share yeah, this. Yeah. It, it's so, it's so beautiful. Um, he said, uh, you know, my wife, she talked he talks about he said while you and i are friends and dependent of cuckolding we've created a bond that is directly tied to that part of ourselves my wife recognizes that connection and nurtures it examples include humiliation some physical contact um and he talked he referenced the what the story i'm just telling you and he says there we were all sharing in the moment and those roles my wife's comfort sharing that intimacy between you and between us happens because of a love and sisterhood she has with you. In the end, because of our friendship and the love it engenders, just as people who care for each other, the communal aspect seems obvious. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes, in those moments when we are cuck-sitting, it feels natural and right. There is no sister wounding. There is no, yeah. you know, no, we create a completely safe space mm. where we are not at all worried about invading or because the strength of our bond is that strong. How rare is that in this world? Yeah. So oh incredibly rare. Like I have chills running mm. down my body right now. It's just no. so enlivening. I love that so much. And and if you haven't guessed yet, cuck sitting is a part of tribal cuckolding. I mean, that's yes. what this is about. We're talking about our tribe. We're talking about creating bonds with people where those barriers aren't present anymore mm. and where we're able to be in sisterhood, in brotherhood, in loverhood, in whateverhood we are choosing to be with these people who are our chosen family, at least for that moment. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. likely beyond it. And I don't need to go in great detail about the experience because I would say in a lot of ways it's really similar to what you described with that couple. But I have a very close couple that I'm friends with. And what I'll also share in terms of like when I am cuck sitting or in those particular moments that are like in that kind of, kind of clench moment in that like heated kind of experience, what really brings me in and draws me in is also watching her mm. in her pleasure. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm incredibly attracted to women yeah. <laughs> and I really enjoy watching the interplay of my sister with whatever lover she's with at that moment mm -hmm. and getting the opportunity to create bond with my brother, with, with her cuckold in that yes. moment. Oh. And for me, it is about what he and I are experiencing as we're watching together. And that really heightens it for me because I get to experience the compersion of what she's experiencing. I get to watch her and 
feel like her energy and what she's receiving. And then I get the deliciousness of interacting with her beloved and Mm. seeing how it's impacting him. And he is all eyes on her. Yes. But he also feels this affinity for me. And so the fact that I'm there, like, kind of sister in arms, but also tauntress. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's just like the most delicious thing that I, I don't know really (laughs) how else to describe it other than it is, we are a tribe and we are Mm -hmm. in that moment together and we are transcending whatever relationship paradigms this world tells us are acceptable. And we're saying, fuck that. We're creating a new one here and we are going to commit to it and we're going to explore it and see where it takes us and that to me is just beyond beautiful couldn't agree more i mean that is this this ethos of tribal cuckolding that like this isn't about like just individual couples and individual houses and track homes across America (laughs) pursuing this. No, this is about the fact that we are a tribe because our capacity to live out our authenticity bonds us. That Mm -hmm. naturally makes us want to be in community, makes us want to be a part of something bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And I love the notion of tribal cuckolding because it's like the exactly the Venn diagram where this notion of cuck sitting and um and slut sisterhood meet that like women when women come together to fuck Mm -hmm. together to collaborate to dance together to share ideas uh there there's magic in that like there is magic in that Mm -hmm. and it is this magic that really creates tribal cuckolding as a concept um, you know, that is, is really, really incredibly beautiful to those of us. Like I have loved deeply and have been like, when I think about these things, when I think about these experiences, we just shared, all I am left feeling is gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of these moments where I'm like, wow, I must've done something right in this life, <laughs> lives to past lives to have had these incredible humans come into my life and be so willing to like open themselves to me and to receive me. I, I'm mm. left with like huge, huge gratitude. Um, and it's a beautiful concept. And I know that there may be women listening to this in this dynamic that are like, he, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, this is, I, ha- I feel that I would not allow another woman to step into this kind of role. Sure. Totally. Okay. Completely. Okay. Uh, because we see this as a service to our sisters. And if that's not a service you want, it's not a service you're going to totally. get. Um, but with that being said, we want it, We want folks to start talking about it more because we really do believe this is a beautiful experience we've had. And, you know, I think it can be additive to others' dynamics. Yeah. There you have it. Those are our experiences with, with it at least as far as we, as far as it's taken us today. And as we've said, like cuckolding is, it is a, a Mm -hmm. varied dynamic. There is a broad range as in anything. So we really encourage you to spend some time this week. If it is something that intrigues you, 
We hope you're listening to the various conversations out there around Cuck Week and whether it's in the Monap or on Twitter spaces or even just blog posts that are coming out. Educate yourselves because there are so many different aspects and just don't think it's a one size fits all dynamic. Absolutely. And you know, that's a beautiful celebration. You know, we're so glad to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, happy Cuck Week. Let's keep the good Cuck vibes going. And we will see you in all of these places and spaces where we're going to be talking about all this beautiful dynamics. So we will see you then, loves. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com. And our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the universe, be sure to give us a five-star rating. And don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred. And stay salacious.